They couldn't grasp y'all. They don't want me to be great, but I'm going to be great regardless. Welcome back to the Blood Podcast, the girls' podcast where we talk all things 20-somethings, and I'm your host, Courtney, a.k.a. I'm Court 2. Honestly, I was told that I could low-key start going by my middle name, and that's why I introduced it to y'all an episode or two ago. Don't be surprised if I start changing my username to, like, Courtney Shalise, because I really like my middle name now. I'm very proud of her, Shalise. Like, I used to be so ashamed, but I think she's gorge. Anywho, don't forget to follow my podcast on Instagram at the up and right now go turn on your notifications for new episodes i upload every single motherfucking sunday today we're gonna be smoking on planet 45 shout out to gas gods if you know you know so today we're gonna be affirming ambition I feel like one of my greatest attributes is my ambition and my spark and my drive. If I want something, I'm going to put my mind to it. I'm going to do it at all costs. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to do that shit. And I think for a little bit of time that my ambition was like repressed and I was just too busy worrying about irrelevant shit. And right now, I feel like I'm in tunnel vision mode. And I, I know what I want. I see what I want. And I'm very close to getting everything that I want. And it's coming. All I have to do is just like keep doing the hard work, consistency, and persistency. Persistency is key. So with that being said, I wholeheartedly believe in my ability to succeed. I attack each day with courage and comfort. I can't talk today in confidence i'm surrounded by joy happiness and love i'm open to receiving all the goodness that is coming my way i am committed to action in spite of fear knowing that all of my needs will be taken care of by the universe no matter what happens today i will remember the truth that i am beautiful powerful and free and in the words of my bitch glorilla every day the sun will shine but that's why i love tomorrow you are listening to episode 16 hashtag don't touch my hair my week my week has been crazy my week has been crazy it's like the universe has been testing me over and over and over again and it's like the universe is testing me almost to saying like do you really want what you want enough to conquer these hills that i'm about to throw in front of you and i do and i'm handling this shit like a boss like i told you that i'm working on you know working with my ego suppressing my ego not suppressing her but you know just working with her because my ego stops me from a lot of things and make it makes me make hasty decisions and it clouds my judgment and my decisions my decision making processes so i feel like working on that and being super intentional with that has opened a lot more doors for me because um when i sit in my ego like that i limit myself and I limit the possibilities that are in front of me because you can't really see what's in front of you if you're blind or if you have your hand in front of your face. And I feel like when I'm sitting in my ego, I have my hand in front of my eyes and I can't see anything unless I like, you know, 
physically move my fingers to see something that I want to see. But I have to be open to everything. And I feel like by shifting that mindset, I've allowed a lot of opportunity to come my way. And I think that there's like a couple different stages of um, attracting your manifestation. I think that there's like the planting of the seed of your intention. And then there's the intentional work that you put behind that seed. And then an opportunity comes. And I feel like I've embarked, or what's the word? I feel like I've come across couple of good opportunities and now I feel like I'm on the waiting game I don't really know what's next but I've done my best oh guys okay so I've been invited to New York <laughs> I've been invited to New York Fashion Week I've been applying to modeling agencies for years ever since like 2018 but in January I actually started to take it super serious and um I took new digitals whenever I shaved my head and I started sending more and I finally got contacted back um, I'm going to New York Fashion Week, you all. I am. I'm going to walk in 12 shows. I'm going to be there from September 4th to September 12th. However, all of my transportation costs are on me. Um, I already bought my flight, but I just need help getting my hotel. So I have a GoFundMe in the link of all of my bios. So if you'd like to donate, even if it's just like $5, um, you're more than welcome to and you're mucho appreciated. Um, my cash app and my Venmo are also linked. I believe if you prefer to do it that way. But that's just one of the things that are like something positive happening in my life right now because I have a lot of personal things happening currently with my family and it's very easy to get caught up. Mm. It's very easy to get caught up and like the emotions of everything because it just seems like it's always something but um what i'm learning is that this stuff is just a distraction it's literally just god in the universe like testing me to see if i'll fold and i'm not gonna fold i'm literally tunnel vision like i said earlier like if it doesn't have anything to do with helping me get to where i want to be then i'm just not gonna worry about it anymore like i'm releasing it back to god i'm gonna return to sender especially with my energy. I already told you my time and my energy is precious. Precious. So um, I'm really excited for everything else to come. And I have another opportunity that um, I interviewed for yesterday. And I'm just so excited because I didn't even know if I was going to get chosen for an interview, but I got chosen for an interview. So God is good. God is God. God is good. If um, everything pans out, well, I'll be in New York twice within the next uh, two months. So that's really all I have going on right now. Um, I have my first book club meeting today, the BBR Bad Bitches Read to Book Club. We're going to be reading Take a Hint by, what's that lady name? By, by, uh, Taglia? tag to by danny brown yes um i'm excited i'm so excited it's a beautiful romance hopeless romantic book and if you know me i love a good romantic 
novel, a good fictional book, a good adult fictional book. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just gonna hit the spot. It's gonna hit the spot. And I'm really excited to talk about it with the girls. If you'd like to join the BBR book club, I will be opening up um the form again in the next two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Um is that all that I've had really going on? I think so. POV. You have a job interview at 10 a.m. It's 9.45. Your hair won't lay. You've brushed. You've fine-toothed combed. You've moosed. You've gelled. You've set. And it still won't lay. You're interviewing in the beauty industry. So you have to portray a certain image. By this point, it's 9.50. You're panicking. That was me Tuesday. Hated that for me. And I hate that I was even in that position to feel like that because I literally just didn't want to go unless my hair looked right. I was like, they're literally not going to hire me if my hair looks disgusting. Like, if it doesn't look right, like, if it's just not done to at least to my standards. And it just got me thinking with all of the talks going around social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram about these stylists, braids, wigs, blah, 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 blah. If you can't do your own hair, you're a loser bitch. And it's just like, well, what the fuck can we do? What is the options? I feel like hair, black women's hair, it just, it takes over our lives. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I don't think people understand. Hair is our whole identity. Like, I could put on this outfit, the outfit that I have on right now. It's a beige tank top and some mom jeans. And of course, I have my short pixie cut slipped down. But if I had like a 30 inch bust down, I feel like it would be a completely different outfit, which would be the case with any other race. But you know, I just feel like hair determines so much for me. And I feel like it controls a lot of the areas in my life. It affects the type of men that I attract. And it affects the way that people treat me in general. It affects the way that people see you. It, affect, it affects the way that people interact with you. It affects the jobs that you can get. It affects how you're treated within the workplace. Um. It, it affects your image. If you have an image to maintain, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Like, you just don't get respect if you're a black woman and your hair isn't in a desirable state. You don't get respect. You just don't because you're going to be seen as unkempt. And I just don't think it's fair. We're held to a completely different standard than, you know, white women, especially because white women can literally. I saw a TikTok and. There was a woman and she said, black women are the only people who have to get their hair done to go on vacation. I was in Cancun and I was on the resort and I seen them white hoes walking around with the same goddamn claw clip bun the whole week. But me, I had to pay, you know, $500 to get this install done. I had to pay $800 to get these, uh, these bundles. You know what I'm saying? Like we literally have to prepare like we're going to war every single day 
over hair. It, it's just so fucking wild to me. Like my hair is my crown, of course. I love my hair. I love experimenting with my hair. I love trying new styles. It I I hate saying this, but honestly, like my hair determines my mood. It does and my hair is not done. I don't feel good. I feel ugly and I feel disgusting. And I've noticed that the past few days because I've been very intentional on um getting up and getting dressed and ready for the day doing my eyebrows my uh my full skincare routine doing my hair to the like the fullest extent taking my time doing all of this and you know if i still have my short natural hair my my 4c 4b hair oh my god literally i just wouldn't even do it i wouldn't even do it like it just took too much manipulation it took too much time too much effort and to be honest i didn't even really i didn't even really know how to do it to be honest, I really didn't. It was just so hard for me. Um, I'm not like a salon service provider and I don't intend to be. And that's why I want to get my hair done, but I just can't get my hair done right now because I'm fucking unemployed and I just don't have the budget for it. But I still want to feel pretty and I still want to feel, you know, desirable and I still want to be presentable. I want to take pictures. When I had my natural hair, I noticed after looking through my gallery that I was not taking selfies when I had my short natural hair. I wasn't taking selfies because I didn't feel pretty. I feel like my face card, my face card is always gonna be valid. Let's just say that. But I felt like my hair complements my face card. And whenever my hair isn't together, I don't feel together. So I wasn't taking selfies. I was only taking like full body or mirror pictures. And it just showed that my confidence was low. And I think that that's why I was feeling so insecure uh, once upon a time ago, a couple months, because I just, my hair, my hair was just like not giving what I wanted it to give. I felt like a little girl. I felt like motherfucking Harriet Tubman. And I didn't like that. I really didn't. I feel like, you know, with the instance of the interview, that's so fucked up that I have to think about, oh, my hair has to look like this and they won't hire me. Like what? No other race has to do with shit like this. And it really upsets me because we as you know women we already have to be we already have to pick between being too high maintenance because you know if you wear heels and a dress and if you go all out with dressing for your day even if you're being if it, even if it's a casual day you're doing too much but you know if you keep it super casual and you're just chilling no makeup no hair sweats or whatever leggings biker shorts that you're not doing enough and it's just like you can never make anybody happy like it's never enough like there's always an external circumstance to consider whenever we're you know just living just existing and no we don't have to but especially as a black woman it's something that I just I just subconsciously consider I do everything fashion-wise, beauty-wise, for me, at the end of the day, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do because of somebody else. But there's definitely motivation to keep myself up in order to be accepted or, oh, stop. I love my friends, y'all. I love my friends. My friends are literally being so supportive with New York Fashion Week. Literally, thank you so much. I love y'all so much. Um, fuck, how long y'all gonna cut this grass, man?
God damn. Fuck. But yeah, y'all. It just feels like I can I have to consider my hair with everything. I do. Like, even just having my hair slicked, my mom was like, your hair is not done. You can't just, like, slick your hair and call that done. Like, you need to put some heat to your hair. And where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, within, like, our community of black women, like, heat and, you know, all of these hardcore manipulate manipulative styles to our hair in order to consider it done. Like, why does my edges have to be laid in order to have done hair or styled hair? It's just, ugh, I hate it. I hate it so much because it's just like we are forever being held to a higher standard. Again, even within our own bodies, our own hair, we have to go above and beyond than what other women of other races have to go to in order to be accepted, respected, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like, you know, the ways that we have to go and the lengths that we have to go in order to achieve this, like, this this acceptance and respect within our society, like, we're dealing with these bitches that don't even have customer service skills in order to, you know, just have our hair done. Because some of us can't do our hair ourselves. Like, there's a lot of natural women who just keep their hair in braids or keep their hair under a wig, not because they're hiding it, but because they don't want to do it. It's a lot of work. They don't know how to do it. It's a lot of upkeep. And it's just easier to have a wig or it's easier to have braids. But you know what these bitches going to do? These bitches will cancel your appointment. They're going to make you pay $800 for a cornrow. They're going to make you bring your supplies. And then once you do all that and show up, they're going to be late or they're going to cancel on you. And then they're going to call you a bitch. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I remember when I was a freshman in college. It was right before homecoming. And I had braids in. And my braids were not old. They were literally like probably three weeks old. I think I didn't like them at the time. That's probably what it was. But um, I was like, I need a bust down. I need a bust down right now. I'm not going to homecoming without a bust down, period. So I literally begged my dad to make my appointment. And I didn't have a car. So... I took whatever was available right after my classes were over and I literally waited in the library, waited until my appointment time, and I walked from Texas Southern University's campus 30 minutes down the road into the hood, into the hood to go to her motherfucking apartment and get my goddamn hair done. And I didn't even get my hair done because she had me waiting for four hours outside of her complex. Y'all, when I tell you I was desperate to get my hair done, I was fucking desperate to get my hair done. Literally had the whole game fucked up, y'all. Whole game fucked up. Um, And it was just like, why am I doing all of this? Just to like have my, my sewing. I looked really cute, yes. But looking back on it, like that's just sad. My hair was done, but I think looking back, I felt like I was seeing all the girls around me with their wigs and their sew-ins, and I was like, I don't feel like I'm competing, or I don't feel like I'm 
fitting in or whatever, whatever. You know, when you're in your like first year of college or even like I could probably say like high school too, if you're in high school listening to this, you want to be fashionable and you want to be on trend and this and that and the third. So I wanted my goddamn sewing. And I felt like I wasn't going to be popping out if I didn't have it. So just like even something, I'm not even going to call that small because I was honestly wild as fuck. No, I did get my hair done by her. I absolutely motherfucking did. I got my hair done by her the first time. And then I think I went back for a touch up and she never, she, she, she showed me up she didn't let me in or she wasn't there some shit like that she wouldn't respond and she never sent my deposit back and if i ever see you again miss ma'am i'ma fight you because what the fuck was that i was 18 you're trash and she had a rat in her goddamn apartment so i left because i think her sister was there her cousin whatever and she had let me in and she was like i don't think she coming and i saw a mouse scurrying behind her kitchen sink and so i left um, but the first time she did do my hair, um, and she was super nice too. Like, honestly, I was like, I was going to be loyal as hell to her, but she pulled that whole ass shit. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And it's just like, how are we supposed to keep up with our hair if, you know, other black women who are supposed to be supporting us, who are supposed to be our, our providers as a black, uh, as a black hair service provider you're literally in like a position of power almost you know the type of power that you hold and i think that these bitches really take advantage of that they know that black women take their hair seriously that's why the chinese and asian people are the people that own all of these uh all of these beauty shops and that's why they own the bundles because they know how much money we spend in a year millions and billions on our hair the products the hair tools they know and we know and these bitches who are hungry for a dollar are so willing to take advantage of us in our hurt and our strife that they're willing to take our dollars and leave us hanging that's so fucked up. I don't fuck with that. And honestly, I definitely will be going out of my way to report every single one of you bitches that ever do malpractice in my face again. I definitely would say that I feel my most confident whenever I have straight hair. And I feel like maybe that could be due to some insecurity with my hair texture. I don't, I'm not, honestly, I'm cool with my hair texture as long as my hair is long. Like, whenever I had my big fro, I loved my hair. But as soon as I cut it short, like, and it really started kinking up, I was like, oh, no, baby, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. Because I didn't know how to do it. And I also felt like a little girl. Like, I felt like a little boy. I feel very confident with a bust down. I feel very confident with a, a ponytail. I feel very confident with a half up, half down, with a bun. Any sleek styles are my go-to. If you know me from high school, you know my my bun, my low bun was my go-to middle part low bun, okay? Um, if you know, you know. Like, I don't know what it is. It just gives me that, that touch of femininity 
that I just love. I love long hair. I love sleek styles and I hate that it's straight. But like, I it's not that I associate kinky coily hair with masculinity. It's just that it makes it doesn't make me feel like a woman. It makes me feel very young. If that makes sense. Like sometimes I wanna look like I'm here for business. Like I'm powerful. And I feel very powerful with big hair, with statement hair. And I don't know. I don't know. I wanna try again with my natural hair one day. It'll be soon. It'll be soon. Cause really I operate on a cycle with my hair. I'll cut it or dye it or whatever I'll do. And I'll give it another go. Cause it just sounds to me like I need to be more comfortable with my hair texture. But it's just really hard for me because again, I wanna feel a certain type of way and I don't feel powerful. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel my most beautiful whenever I have short natural hair and I feel like it was controlling my emotions and my self-security my self-love and I don't want that for me at all and I feel like a lot of black girls deal with that and that's why we perm our hair that's why we keep our hair wigs and um just overall don't don't even attempt to learn our hair or deal with our hair and I don't even like saying deal with because it just makes it feel like it's a burden but in reality, that's how it feels for a lot of us girlies. And it's just such a shame because our hair really is beautiful. I feel like I'm more able to see the beauty of 4C texture and other people than I am, you know, with myself and feeling comfortable wearing it myself. I'm just don't, I just don't be feeling it. I just don't. It doesn't even feel the same. Like, I don't even feel like me. It doesn't feel like me. I'm so thirsty. Good God. My hair means the world to me. And, you know, I feel like my power lies in me being able to manipulate and change and create whatever kind of look that I want for the day or the week or the month or the year or the era what I want my hair to give for that period of time, for who I want to show up as at that period of time. And I think that that's something special that us Black women have that no other race can really relate to. There's a lot of power in that, but at the same time, I feel like I be in shackles. (laughs) I feel like I be in shackles with the constant pressure to keep up my hair and keep up an image like why do I not take pictures if I don't feel like my hair is done in a certain way why I don't like that I don't want my hair to control me in that way I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie with Sana Lathan so it's called Nappily Ever After with Sana Lathan and it's basically about a woman picking up the pieces of her life after she loses her hair I think she had like a bad perm and all of her hair was falling out in the shower. That's what it was. And so she ended up shaving all of her hair. 
and her life was literally controlled by her hair being done. She couldn't get in the pool, you know, she didn't want to mess up her hair. Her mom put all this pressure on her to have her hair done at all times. Her mom was doing her hair for forever. And once she finally let go of her hair, she was able to let go of, you know, that control that she felt was holding her back with her hair. She literally was living her life on the terms of her hair. And I feel like that's how all of us are operating. And I want us to be free. I want us to be free because I feel like we're not even doing it for us. We're not doing it for us anymore. I think that the state of our hair matters a lot more to you, external people, external environments, than it does to me. Cue a tweet that I saw actually this morning. And Guacawole said, why are all the bald supermodels black? Like, why don't they convince the white models to shave their heads? And I had or I had already seen a TikTok about this same topic before. And it really woke me up a couple months ago that, you know, especially in beauty and fashion, spa- fashion spaces, our hair can honestly be used against us. And it could be something that prevents us from getting to the next level. And so... As a black model, the best thing for you to do is probably to just rid of it. You're going to go ahead and get rid of the only obstacle because you're already beautiful and tall. Skin is beautiful. You can pose. You can walk. The only thing that's really holding you back, quote unquote, you know, in the industry part is your hair. I know for a fact that when I was submitting digitals that my hair was a factor 100 percent, because it was not it was not like a 3b 3a loose curl mixed curl curl it wasn't giving that it was giving i am a negro and i feel like in order to get ahead a lot of times all the time we have to conform to societal standards and one of the things that's often overlooked is that our hair plays a big factor in conforming. It starts in school. You can't wear colorful colorful braids. You can't have certain designs in your head. Um, you can't wear your hair too long. Shit like that. I think elementary school girls can't wear nail polish or some shit like that, or they can't wear makeup. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, huh? I remember uh, when I was younger, they literally were riding so hard for that nail polish rule. Like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm literally motherfucking seven. I'm seven. Get out of my face. And it just gives people so much room to police us about our hair. It matters more to them than it does to us. And in turn, it's made us more conscious. It's made us more strict in ourselves. It's made us, you know, just less tolerable with our own hair. We have to hide who we are and constantly change and nitpick at who we are for other people to allow us into their spaces. And it's just not fair. And that's all I keep saying because it's literally not fair. And 
And that's nothing more than I would want in this world than to create um, industries and spaces and opportunities for women to just be themselves authentically. So we don't have to deal with this shit. I don't believe in conforming in order to get ahead. And the hair topic touches me because I I change my hair all the time. It's not for other people, but I do keep in mind the fact that, you know, I'll get treated this way or I'll, I'll look this way or, you know, they won't whatever, whatever this way. And it's just not, it's not even, it's, it's a burden. It's a burden more than anything. You have to constantly consider other people's perspectives and reactions to who you just are naturally as an individual. I'm just here. I'm just here. I just want to be able to do my hair or not do my hair and still be respected, still be treated with loving kindness. I don't think that that's too much to ask for. Not at all. I feel like a lot of black women have to realize their beauty after being a teenager or after being a kid. Like every black girl, especially if you grew up in the suburbs, I know I went through this. I had to literally like transform my mindset of how I viewed myself and how pretty I saw myself as. I never thought I was ugly, but I never saw myself on the on the same level, I would probably say, as the white and Hispanic girls that I went to school with. Because, I mean, like, the same guys that were going for them weren't going for me. And it's not that I necessarily wanted those guys, but I think every girl, every woman wants to feel desirable. And I never felt desirable because I had different hair. I couldn't do the same things with my hair. I can't just wear it down. I can't just throw it in a bun. If I did have it in a ponytail, it it couldn't just come out the ponytail. Like, it had to stay in the ponytail or it was going to be, like, a crook in the goddamn hair. Like, it wasn't going to do that. And it just it instilled a lot of insecurity in me from a young age, not being able to wear my hair down. And if I did have my hair down, like, not being able to get it wet having it bumped on the ends, the questions, the stares, the touches, like it all just felt like a zoo. And I just want to escape from that so bad. And I think that that's why I've taken so much power and uh, control back with changing my hair every so often and being experimental because I want to be able to feel that beauty from within. I don't want to have to reach for that acceptance subconsciously because I still feel it a little bit on the inside. It's just not fair. It really isn't. I want for, you know, black girls all over the world, especially at that super young age, like, you know, from elementary school to those high school ages where you're like in those formative years, learning your worth, learning self-love, where you're forming those insecurities that even if you are the only black girl in a room with natural hair like it doesn't take away from your beauty and it doesn't take away from the respect that you deserve and I think that that's where it starts for us as grown adult women jumping over all of these hoops to try and maintain our hair and you know keep it kept because we're taught from such a young age that if your hair is not in a state to wear you know, you can take a picture, then you need to go back in your room and try it again. And it's just so harmful. I just keep thinking about them bitches 
the hairstylist hoes. I keep thinking about it and it makes me so mad because how can you as a black woman, how can you as a black woman who's experienced the same things nine times out of 10, go out here and show your ass with these goddamn hairstylist services and show your ass. You are an asset. You are damn near, you know, the motherfucking, uh, the, the government when it comes to black beauty. You hold a lot of power. That shit really just got me hot. And that's honestly why I decided to talk about black hair and uh, the societal pressures that we have to deal with regarding our hair. Because these hoes are out of control. These hoes are out of goddamn control. There's absolutely no reason why you bitch should be charging $800 for some regular ass box braids. They don't even be booty length. What are you talking about? I understand that everybody can't do work for free, but it just seems like everybody's exploiting the black woman in our plight in order to make a quick buck or in order to just benefit them in some type of way to control us or to demean us or to belittle us or to humble us. Um, Because there's a lot of power in our hair and there's a lot of power in the flexibility of our hair. And our hair is so beautiful in every single format, whether it's in a wig, whether it's natural, whether it's in braids or whatever. If it's bald, if it's short, if it's long. Um, But I think that people recognize that and they try to control it because they can't do it. And they, I mean, whites, they can't control that. So they try to move the totem pole systematically and they won't allow us to be in certain positions of power if we don't look a certain way if we don't assimilate to the white man yeah i'm on my dr umar they want us to assimilate so bad because if we stand out too much we'll become the norm and they'll be the minority look at what's happening right now with rap and r&b not even r&b rap hip-hop we are the mainstream genre right now. Every other genre wants to collaborate with a rapper. Every mainstream artist has a hip-hop-esque song. Because we are the motherfucking culture. We are, we are pop culture. We are the movement. Whatever we do, whatever we say goes. Period. And it be on the low until the white people give it the okay. But in the same breath, they want R&B artists, they want hip-hop artists to assimilate to these uh, to these overseas artists, to do pop songs, to do this and to do that, to become, you know, to become one. And that's why a lot of these other races and cultures feel comfortable creating and trying to, like, wedge their way in to the rap industry like honestly honestly i'm gonna say something really controversial and this is off topic but i don't believe that white people should be allowed to join black sororities or black fraternities i think that we need to gate keep certain things because once we start allowing you know white people asian people uh other brown people to get braids and be rappers and join black sororities and fraternities there's no line drawn there's no there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. And we definitely need to start gatekeeping culture because once we start allowing them in, then we give that we give them the opportunity to try and mitigate. And I think that that's where, 
these hair politics come from. We've given them too much access, too much knowledge. Get back to them niggas not knowing nothing. Let's get back to that. Overall, I'm just wishing for a better future with Black women in our relationship with our hair. Um, I would love in the future to invest in resources and educational programs and advocacy for Black women, young Black girls, like little Black girls to learn how to do their hair, have hair conventions, um, like free hairstyles, like just having a community that's intended to uplift the black girl and the black woman with their hair and to feel special and to feel empowered to do their own hair to come to each other to do each other's hair and uh to be able to show up as themselves with their hair and not have to like encompass their whole identity with their hair because we're not just our hair we're not. Our hair is a crown, but there's so much more and there's so many more layers to being a black woman than our hair. And I feel like with all the pressure that we're, you know, put on to be on all the time, to be on 10 all the time and to be perfect all the time and to always have to go the extra mile, it's driven us crazy and it's driven us wild and we're losing recipes. You bitches need to go back to school, get your motherfucking license, get a motherfucking salon, get a motherfucking suite. I started doing right by the community because you bitches are the motherfucking problem. I'm going to take it to you bitches every goddamn time. Yes, it starts, it starts with the white man, but also it also starts with you heifers. It also starts with you heifers. And I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. And I encourage all of you the next time that um, a non-licensed hoe tries to play with you, pull up on that bitch and beat her up. Pull up on that bitch and beat her up because she needs her ass beat because at that point, you're doing it with the culture. Thank you. So with that being said, pull up on that bitch today. And that's all I got for y'all today on hashtag don't touch my hair episode 16 of the blow up podcast. You already know what the fuck it is. I'm Courtney, your host at I-M-C-O-U-R-T-T-O-O. You can follow me there on Instagram and the podcast as well at T-H-E-B-L-O dot up. Turn on your notifications for new episodes every single Sunday. I don't miss a Sunday. New episodes go up at 12 p.m. every single time. I love you all. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to me every single week. If you felt me, make sure you send a link to this podcast to your group chat. Send it to a friend that needs to hear this. Send it to your, your roommate group chat. Send it to your niece. Send it to your sister. Send it to... Whoever you felt like needed a little uplift today, send it to the girl that just went natural. Send it to the girl who just did the big job. And make sure you leave a review and tell the girls why this is the biggest 20-somethings podcast ever. I love y'all so much, and I'll see y'all next Sunday. Bye.